Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And Glenda is not here today. She is attending her her, the funeral of her incredible uncle, who uh, is a wonderful man who did many, many great things and was really a great close mentor to uh, Glenda. So we uh, extend our condolences to her entire family and to Glenda. Uh, today we have a panelist, Jane uh, Gubser. She is a psychology doctor, and she is an executive director of Cook County Department of Corrections. Uh, she actually uh, had attended St. Ignatius College Prep and then went to a, Jesu- a Jesuit education at Spring Hill College in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, after that, she and then became uh, a, a, a career as an executive assistant to Sheriff Thomas Dart, who we love on this program. Uh, he does a great amount of great work in the community, as Cliff will always talk about. And then she left the Cook County Sheriff's Office in 2011 to pursue her degree in clinical psychology, and she also worked with the Cook County Mental Health Specialty Court. Uh, she has been doing incredible things, uh, providing a, a safe Hayden foundation, uh, working with that thing as a psychotherapist, and making sure our veterans have the kind of care they need out in the world. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I am so impressed by your history and what you've done, Jane. Um, and today we're going to be discussing the Cook County Sheriff's Office uh, Department of Correction, July's Incarcerated Veterans Job Fair. How are you doing, Jane? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. Yeah, so tell us, what, what is this all about? What is this uh, job fair, and wh- why is it so important to you? So Sheriff Dart has been, as you know, a leader in all mental health initiatives, but also um, as it relates to programming at the jail. And one of the fundamental ways that we incorporate the community into the jail programming is we typically invite people from the community to come in. Um, Number one, we just uh, recognize that that's the best way for us to start engaging people in person-centered care, and we're truly putting a face behind the resource. So earlier this month, um, a couple of the community members that we've been working with came into the jail, and they set up a resource fair similar to which uh, someone in the community might attend, right? So if you're going to a college fair or a job fair out in the community, um, and everybody who came in had an offer for a resource specific to working with veterans. Um, And they really were able to sit with each individual, show them what type of resources they had to offer, and... Uh, just start that relationships to plant the seeds for potentially supporting them once they go out out into the community. Yeah, because, Jane, you know, you return uh, to the Cook County Department of Corrections, right, as the chief of programs, and you were overseeing the educational, religious, mental health, and wellness programming. And then, uh, you know, in March of 2020, you worked with the CIRMAC uh, Health Services on a collaborative plan to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic, which all of us are consumed by right now. 
And mm-hmm. in May of 2021, you became the XO or the executive director of the Cook County Department of Corrections. So, I mean, that's a tremendous, um, you know, uh, you know, achievement, first of all. So I have to congratulate Thank you on you. that. Thank uh, you. Thank you. But also it, it mean, has implications that you, you are bringing uh, your knowledge uh, from the different offices you've been within and your uh, training as a doctor of psychology into this whole mix of well, how do we really work with people who are in, you know, the Department of Corrections? Yeah, and I think, you know, specifically for those individuals who've served our country, um, they've, they've had one of the most complicated journeys there, there are. So you have the complex, complicated system of navigating, you know, whether it's working in the military, the, uh, the Air Force, coming back to, the, to America and reintegrating into the community. You have that challenge in and of itself, and then you have a parallel challenge for the, um, the men and women that we were working with on this event, which is trying to navigate the criminal justice system. So, unfortunately, you know, the challenges that the veterans who we work with at the jail face, um, they're very serious and it's difficult. And Sheriff Dart has always recognized that it's more complicated for, the, for these individuals and that, you know, we really need to recognize the position that we're at at the Cook County Jail. And I think if the sheriff was on right now, you know, I'd never want to speak for him, but we do what we do at the Cook County Jail because it's the right thing to do, um, and it's it's the responsible thing to do. And I think that Sheriff Dart always uses um, his position of power to try to implement positive things uh, and, and really just recognizing that these are the types of things that we need to do to hopefully minimize any type of recidivism or relapse or any reoffending behaviors that these individuals um, might get into once they leave the Cook County Jail because it's a con- it's very difficult and I you know I remember when we started working with the veterans uh, very naively I assumed that there were two different paths people fell down whether it was you were an honorable discharge or dis or, or not honorably discharged and then as I started working with people I realized that it's much more complicated than that there are there, there are so many buckets that people can fall into. And that's why it's respond. It's great for us. So we had people from Jesse Brown come in, um, and we have people who work with veterans to figure out exactly what type of resources they're eligible for. And everybody who's in our custody, especially the veterans, they're, they're, they all might qualify for di- different things based off of their personal experience. And so we need to make sure that everyone understands what they're eligible for, they're enrolled in whatever types of benefits those are, and they're linked with providers in the community who are not going to judge them because they've been involved in the criminal justice system, um, and they know that they're there to serve them. And so that's that's really what we did is we acted as a place to um, facilitate that type of engagement um, in a way that hopefully people's people's guards were down and they were able to have true conversations and put good plans together. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it sounds like it's really helping those veterans, um, you know, to contend with uh, some of the things that they have because they have, you know, they have physical scars, of course, but also emotional mm-hmm. scars that sometimes are hard to see. So when you see uh, a person, you know, especially our, our, our homeless veterans, which should never, ever, ever happen, uh, that they're on the street living, you know, in uh, sleeping bags and tents under viaducts, 
Uh, that should never happen to anyone who served this country. Uh, but that I, I, you know, that's why I have to applaud you for what you do because you're helping people from across the across the spectrum of veterans. You know, those who uh, do have uh, places that they live within homes, and then people who are not uh, or homeless. So, so what are some of the challenges you face? Um, you know, in providing these services because you know the reintegration process has to be difficult uh, for people. And I'm not sure of how you tie into resources or how you, you know, what you, how your program functions. What can I expect in, in being in the program? So one of the things we do as an office is, you know, we try, we, we're the ones who, who reach out to individuals, right? So we ask people um, as soon as they get to Cook County Jail, even before they go to bond court, we start asking people, have you ever served our country? Um, and we started doing that because we also learned that when we started asking people if they were veterans, many people said that they weren't. Um, I think that there was a lot of shame involved with thinking that, you know, that, that, that maybe their course out of the military uh, was not one that should be honored, which is not the case. Um, and people believing or having this assumption that they no longer qualified or were eligible for certain things. So the first thing we started doing is we started asking people about their involvement in a different way to try to get them more likely to say, yes, yes, I've served. And then once that happens, we have an officer on our staff. His name is Officer John Coddington. He has also served in the, in the um, Air Force, I believe. And he specifically works with the program. And he goes all around the jail, no matter where someone's at. And if they've said yes, that they've served, he meets with them to see what they have and what their story is. And then he works with them to get their DD-214s. And that's really a, a good step in the right direction because once that person leaves our custody, just having that document, which we, we help them apply for, we get it, they send it to the jail, and we physically make sure that they have a copy, and we keep one in our records if they ever come back in. Um, so that's our first step. Then we ask people, you know, do you want to get involved in, in – work with other veterans and some people say yes and some people say no and once they say yes they start um sleeping amongst a cohort of their peers uh the walls are are lined with the different flags of all the different um pillars of the service industry and then we have you know uh, american red cross comes in uh, we work with our partners at west care we've been partners with them for a while and they come in and they do substance abuse work um, and then the resource fair was so great, especially because we were just, we, you know, we're really starting to reintegrate programs after COVID. And so we had basically this one event where everyone was able to come back. Oh. Um, and so we looked at jobs, uh, benefits, housing, all of it. And so it was like a one-stop shop. Oh, fantastic. Um, that sounds really exciting. I, I'm getting excited just listening to what you're saying. Um, this, this is uh, fantastic uh, for our veterans. So, you know, how can people find out more about your program? Because I'll come back to that again, you know, uh, during the show. Uh, but is there a phone number people can find, call, or a website they can go to, or something where they can connect with the services that you're offering? So I really, this is one of the reasons why I really appreciate you having me on the show today and allowing our office to talk about the stuff we do, because we're always adding new things, and I don't know if we're ever keeping our websites as up-to-date as they should be, but anyone in the community um, who's looking for assistance with uh, uh, programs or support for people who are incarcerated, we have a sheriff's office care line, and the phone number is 773 
674-CARE, C-A-R-E. And there's every day you can call that, uh, that line and you can ask questions and we'll make sure that we either direct people in the right way. The other thing you can do is you can send me an email with my first name, Jane, dot last name, Groupser, G-U-B as in boy, S as in Sam, E-R, at ccsheriff.org. And then, I mean, you're just going to reach out right to me and I'll make sure to get you whatever you need or point you in the right direction. And I'm always excited to talk about the veterans programs we have. Um, It's a program that I'm most proud of. Oh, fantastic. Um, So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the things, because, um, you know, I, I was mentioning in an earlier program that uh, you know, I used to be the director for the Illinois Department of Public Health, and one of the legislators asked me the second week I was there, you know, so why did you take this job, you know, to help the public when, um, you know, uh, to help people when you could have had a, a more lucrative job outside, you know, more money, a lucrative job? And I, I said, well, it's just three words. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, they're above your chamber, we the people. So we're here to service the people. And so as a person like uh, Service Dart, like yourself, um, is that, Jane, that is really servicing the people, um, we the people, it, it matters. And so, you know, tell me something about what motivates you to, to want to do this. And, um, and maybe, it's a, you know, a success story. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about, about the challenges that you're uh, thinking about after that. So, I mean, I I think you and I are kind of people maybe cut from a similar cloth. I definitely was someone who was always very, very passionate in social justice works, and that's why I'm I'm so grateful and privileged to be working for Sheriff Dart. He's definitely someone, um, like I said, who uses his position of power to try to implement positive change. But like I said, it's it's the right thing to do. Um, I think recognizing and conceptualizing the criminal justice system and um, just like the years of, of complicated systems and traumas and substance abuse and mental illness that people have been involved with and recognizing that a lot of those people fall into the criminal justice system. That's, that's how I found myself in this place. Um, and as it relates to, you know, wins or positive stories, um, I'm really, really proud of the work that we did over the past year during the, the virus. I am so proud of the men and the women who work for our office, who did everything they can to keep the Department of Corrections a very safe place to be. Um, but nothing really uh, can measure how great it feels when you see someone over the course of time who basically has has been able to demonstrate hopefulness and and that might sound cheesy but you can look at someone in someone's eyes and you can see the way that they walk around the jail and for some of the people who have been involved in our programs you know they've said to me i get it you know i i didn't know why i was doing x i didn't know why i was doing y i always knew something was wrong with me but i never truly understood why i was doing these things and the programs that we offer at the county jail really try to meet people where they're at. And when people are ready to engage in treatment, um, we try to do everything we can to make it uh, a plan that works for them. Um, and so, and, and the other thing I think I would say is, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, taking calls from 
either family members or loved ones of people who are incarcerated. And typically the first call is one of maybe frustration or fear or anxiety about their loved one who's in our custody. And after typically the end of the call or after a follow-up call when we can reassure that we've done X, Y, and Z or we get the person in touch with their loved one um, and really walk them through the process, nine times out of ten, people are just so grateful um, and I and I tell every every mother who I speak with, I say I don't know what it would be like to have my kid here, um, but I understand that this is a frustrating and scary process, and we're, and we're here to serve you, and we're here to help. Um, so that's really what we do. And and when when you can hear that the work we're doing has had a positive impact, it really makes it all worth it. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! You know, what, what are some of the challenges you see? You know, down the road, uh, or you know, things that you feel. Um, you know, maybe we as veterans could be helping to support, you know, and, and to put things into a better place for the efforts that you're doing right now. Um, you know, I think the I think the most important thing is for everyone really to just work together. Um, mm-hmm. you, it's just so challenging. You know, there's there's two different ways that you can look at things. You can look at all of the types of risk factors that people have, and many of the times. We, by the time someone's at Cook County Jail, there's not much that we can do to minimize those risk factors. But what we can do is increase any uh, sources of support and help to build resiliency. So when people are coming to help with really those core issues, right? So you have to think, when someone's getting released from jail, if their housing is in trouble or if they're not going to be able to um, pay their bills, or if they've lost their car, their apartment while they've been incarcerated, it's really unrealistic for us as a society to assume that that person's going to leave and be successful or be able to access medical or mental health services. And that's why we try to take care of all that stuff when people are here in the county. Um, but the more and more people realize that there are services out there that meet their needs, um, that there's going to be no judgment for those people accessing them, and, and truly an understanding that people need help. People need them to walk with them through the process. And so typically when people ask me about what I think is missing, I think we truly need more peer navigators or people with lived experiences who will walk people through the process, um, almost similar to an AA model where you might have a sponsor uh, people need that. People need someone to every day walk walk through that process with them and let them know, number one, it's okay, you can do it, I'm here for you, it, today wasn't a good day, you know, maybe things didn't go the way you thought, but tomorrow you got to wake up and you got to do it all over again, right? Put that suit back on, get back in there and try again. And that's hard. So I think more and more people trying to uh, be a support and um, walk people through the process is something that might go a long way. Great, great. Well, we just ran out of time, but I'm going. To, we're going to have to have you back again. I love the work you're doing, Jane. Um, and, Thank you. And uh, again, you know, call seven seven three six seven four CARE, and that's six seven four two two seven three. But seven seven three six seven four CARE C A R E, and then you can also uh, go to uh, put uh, Jane J A N E dot Goober, uh, Goobser, G-U-B-S-E-R, at C-C-Sheriff, 
cookcountysheriff.org. So that's Cook County Sheriff. So ccsheriff.org. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing for our veterans. And God bless you for what you do and for your service to our nation. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.